Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Face to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the digital resource curator for Faith to Go. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And I'm Rachel Embossing, and I'm constantly navigating the tension between authenticity and propriety. Nice. Welcome to the podcast, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, that way to bring nice. it right from the beginning. <laughs> I like that. In mine, I felt like I said face to go, and it really, <laughs> it really messed me up the whole time I was introducing myself. And then I, and then the second time I said faith, I was like, "Do I even know how to say the word faith?" It was felt weird in my mouth. Man, perfectionism is real. It's so hard. So I just kept going, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be in there. It's yeah. gonna be whatever it's gonna be. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's great. Rachel, thank you for being back on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You're the Super best. Excited to be here. Um, so you said that you're navigating the tension between authenticity and propriety. Would you tell us more about your ministry context? <laughs> so I currently serve as a uh, pastoral director at St. Matthew's in National City. Um, recently, I've been finding myself to just kind of really leaning towards collaboration with other ministries or with other community leaders as well. Like uh, this summer, I had it in my head that we were going to plan like a backpack kind of drive or school supplies distribution and it turned out that same week that that idea came in my head I actually got an email that there was another uh, nonprofit organization a really grassroots like locally organized group that was holding their own so mm-hmm. instead of like coming up with St. Matthew's own thing um, there was an opportunity there for partnership and to support these leaders who have been formed by community um, and who are doing good work so I'm realizing that there is a temptation to try to do everything on our own like I know that's definitely more marketable for every church to like have their own event mm-hmm. um, but like there are so many people out there who are who are already doing the really good work mm-hmm. and um, you know supporting supporting each other and supporting local leaders is is a ministry in itself as well I feel right. like so <laughs> so good <laughs> So true. Why are we all trying to do our own thing? You know? Or recreate or... Yeah. And actually, we kind of diminish other people's ministries when we're like, oh, you're the expert who's been doing this for 20 years, but hey, mm. I'm going to do it my own way and do it better. <laughs> um, instead of being like, oh, you've been doing this so long and so beautifully, how can I support and engage with you? So I think it's really beautiful that you are able to identify another community to engage with. Thank so you. Cool. And I'm grateful that my community was down to support them as well. So... Mm-hmm. So, in that vein, uh, was there a time in the last week when you saw or felt God's presence moving in your ministry context or just or not in your life? Well, I mean, just about an hour ago, I did get to meet with the leaders from that organization mm-hmm. who I will name now. Uh, it's an organization called It Ends With Us. Um, you can Google them. It Ends With Us nonprofit. Um, they were founded by a really great guy named Josue Villegas and... Uh, so I got I had the opportunity to really see God with them this morning when they came to pick up the supplies and I had a nice moment with them. And also, I do kind of want to name that um, the 4th of July just happened mm-hmm. and um, lots of people had very different opinions on on how they felt about the 4th of July. Um, and I feel like I really saw God within that, too, within all mm-hmm. the people who were either still celebrating or with the people who were like struggling um, with what it meant. And even the people who are struggling with the people who are struggling with what it means. Um, I really believe that I saw God there because God is with all of us when we're going through these um, challenging times. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for sharing those two things. And we would also always love to hear from you all. Uh, you can uh, email us uh, or send us a message through the, through the faith to go website where you can also find all those faith to go resources for personal reflection, family discussion, or small group conversation. You can call us and leave us a voicemail or send us a text. And you can also contact us or follow us on Instagram. You can find all those ways of getting in contact with us uh, in the description for this podcast episode. So just scroll on down and click one of those links. And we'd love to hear from you. You can share any of your uh, stories or comments or questions from your week of faith discussion or reflection about this gospel. You can also share with us a place where you saw God, maybe about your ministry context, something exciting happening there. We'd love to hear from you. And now we're going to transition into our discussion for this uh, upcoming week, Sunday, July 17th. Proper 11. Charlie's going to read the gospel, Luke 10, 38 to 42. I'll give some context, and then we'll each share a point. As Jesus and his disciples went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Um, in terms of where we are in the gospel, we are right after uh, last week's story about the Jesus talking to the legal scholar and then telling the story of the Good Samaritan. So Jesus has, remember in the context of this whole section, it started with Jesus setting his face towards Jerusalem in chapter nine, and then being, you know, moving through the region of Samaria, going from Galilee down to Jerusalem for ultimately the, you know, the Palm Sunday triumphal entry. But there's this whole middle section of Luke where he's traveling down with the disciples, and the disciples are being sent out, and he's ha and he's teaching, and he's interacting with people in different places. So, so like Mary and Martha are people that live south in between Galilee and Jerusalem. So they're just kind of, they're part of this long journey um, down to uh, Jesus's goal of, you know, getting to getting to Jerusalem for the Passover. So that's where we are. We're in this kind of in-between place in Jesus's ministry. We're not in Galilee in his hometown in the hometown of the disciples. They're in this kind of uncertain in-between where they're meeting new people. They're entering villages and towns that they don't, where they don't know anyone, where they may be rejected. And and so this is Mary and Martha have invited them into their home and they're taking care of them. And so they are one of those houses that welcome them. You know, like Jesus said, when you go into a house, into a place, stay at the place that stay in the home that welcomes you. So it's not clear in Luke's gospel whether Jesus knows Mary and Martha already, because in John's gospel, Mary and Martha are Lazarus's family members, family members. And so Jesus seems to have a prior relationship with them, but. It's not clear if that's true or not in Luke. Anyway, that's where we are, uh, right at the end of chapter 10, and then chapter 11 starts the next verse. So Charlotte has the first point. I do. And I think I want to talk about today the patience required to sit at Jesus's feet. And so as I was looking at the gospel and I was reading through and thinking about what resonated for me, we don't really get to know what Mary is thinking, like why she chose the part she chose. We don't know the intent behind what she did. But with Martha, 
you kind of do get a little feel for what her intention was, her intention to make everything right and to do these things. Um, but what they name in here is, but Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And I was thinking about that because it requires a lot of patience to sit still for me. Um, that is a learned skill. Um, I am a doer by nature. Um, and so thinking about Mary sitting at Jesus's feet, when I'm sitting still like that is when my brain is probably least calm. Hmm. Um, that I am somebody that patience comes um, or quiet of a quiet mind comes when another part of my body is actually engaged doing something. Um, and I know I've said on the podcast before that like my personal prayer practice is a, a morning walk that in the ability to like move my body that way, that that is when I can get quiet and I can and can talk to God in that way. And so I can see very much the opportunity that there was for Martha to patiently be doing her chores. If I needed like something to do with my hands, I could have been cooking the meal or washing the dishes or doing any of those things and patiently listening to Jesus. But she wasn't, right? Like that we very clearly get the absence of patience in this, that she feels anxiety um, and overwhelm and all of that. And I think that that's hard for all of us that being anxious and overwhelmed, especially when I get close to God, is kind of a normal state of being. I would love to say that I feel God's presence as a calm, reassuring blanket in my life all of the time. Um, but there is definitely some need to practice patience for me in in all of that. And I have a lot of respect for Mary being able to patiently sit at Jesus's feet and listen and maybe I have that respect for Mary because, again, I don't know what's going on in Mary's mind. I don't know that if she's internally making her grocery list um, or if she's really sitting there like wrapped by every word that Jesus is offering. But I think that there's something to reflect on in this experience about what patience looks like in being rela in relationship with Jesus and God and the way that each of us can live into that patience in a different way, not necessarily labeling either one as good or bad or, and maybe that's again, like saying that there's either or, because I think this story is always like you're either Mary or you're Martha. Um, that or is such a pivotal part of it. But I think that there are thousands of ways to be in relationship with Jesus. I mean, who knows what all the disciples were doing in this story? They're not talked about, but maybe each of them had something else that they were working on together too. But I think that no matter what it is, no matter how we navigate our relationship with Jesus, that each way that we navigate it requires patience from us and allowing ourselves the opportunity to grow in that relationship at whatever speed and whatever method um, works for us individually is when actually that relationship gets stronger. Charlotte, I really appreciate you naming that, like naming the reality that many, many times this has been framed, this gospel has been framed as either you're a Mary or a Martha. Like, um, so yeah, sometimes when I read this gospel, I do kind of wrestle with the fact that in a way I feel like this reading can sometimes be used to like shame women who, whose love language is, is doing great things and like doing good work. Like I think of my own mother who, who, um, 
took such great care of me and my brother growing up of our whole family um, and uh, hardly found time to rest or even all the women that really keep our church ministries going um, and the way that they, uh, man, like the gifts of just planning and skill and like of organization and um, sometimes they can be told by others that they're like doing too much and just the judgment that can come from it. So I really appreciate you sharing that it's not Martha or Mary and just um, the various ways that we can be patient through our different ways of of showing love to community and showing and expressing our, our love for Jesus. Um, what also resonated with me too was um, seeing myself uh maybe my kind of shadow self and Martha's need to like control Mary. Um, right. Like let's say Martha's love language really is like acts of service. Um, the minute that she's like, okay, well what I'm doing is exactly what Mary is doing. Like it's no longer a love language. Like that's just her trying to, um, control somebody else. And um, that reminds me of myself sometimes when I know that I'm not feeling great, um, when I know I'm like maybe probably not moving in alignment with with the ways that the Holy Spirit um, is moving me, or maybe when I'm not even making space to feel what Jesus is calling me to do. That's usually when um, I take my focus from inside myself and from my relationship with Jesus um, and then focus it outward to like what other people are doing um yeah so just identifying that like if the minute when i recognize that i'm judging other folks on what other people should be doing that is exactly when i need to like just stop whatever it is and take a minute and sit with god to um i don't know course correct and figure out what my emotions are actually trying to tell me to do um so yeah love that that kind of that kind of goes to my point because i I love that idea that like in the, so that in the Martha, Martha, uh, Jesus isn't what Jesus is saying to Martha. Isn't that she's doing what she's doing is bad or wrong. Um, and so like to, to think about that last thing, he says that Mary has chosen the good portion or the better, the better thing. Uh, and that there's a lot of things to do, but only one thing is needed. It's like, it's not to say that there's a choice between sitting at Jesus's feet and serving people and that one of those is good. And one of those is bad. And Mary picked the good one and sorry, Martha, but you picked the bad one. So you, you get to go now or something like that. I don't know. Like what does Jesus expect Martha to do then? Cause it doesn't say what, how Martha responds or what they, what she does next. Mm-hmm. Jesus isn't saying, Hey, you come sit down at my feet too. You know? So I don't think it's about the actions in and of themselves. Like you're saying, it's like, what really he's inviting Martha to is that kind of reflection you're talking about is to say, Martha, just stop for a second. Like what is going on with you? Like your, your whole thing is about telling Mary what she should be doing, but what are you doing and how are you doing it? And that's what I heard you saying is like that, that like moment to be like the, the red flag of like, Oh, I'm trying to control people why what's happening with me like can i take that as a little like martha martha rachel rachel david david what's happening you know what do i need for myself in this moment and so i think that i'm thinking like how can it be what is the what is the invitation beyond just saying like 
like you said, Mary's the one. Mary's doing the wrong thing. Mar- Mary's doing the right thing. Martha's doing the wrong thing. Is like it is possible for Martha to be doing. Jesus is asking her, can you do what you're doing in the way that Mary is doing what she's doing? Mm-hmm. Not do what Mary's doing, you know? And I think that's like a slight difference that helps kind of get a sense that like Jesus doesn't, it's not about the action, but how the intention behind the action and mm-hmm. how you're present in what you're doing. So that Mary's way of loving Jesus is just as valid as Martha's way of loving Jesus and the action that she's taking to do that. And the question is, how are you doing that? And like, and I think like if it really is just about like paying attention to what Jesus is teaching and being with him, we're not talking about like people didn't have like palatial estates. We're not talking about like an enormous place where there's like many rooms and then the kitchen is off to the side over here and Jesus is sitting like on the other side of the house. We're talking about like maybe one or two rooms at most, right? So like you can be listening and and learning from Jesus while you're also making food and doing things and like helping like and loving him that way. So yeah, maybe Mary's way of loving him is loving him is like quality time, right? She's there. She's paying attention. She's like making eye contact. She's like in John's gospel, Mary's like touching him and like cleaning his feet and you know, things like that. In this story, her way of being with him is that, Martha can also be with him and do the things she's doing, you know, and like being taken care of. But what, but I think that's the, like the difference between the many things and the one thing. One thing would be doing what you're doing and having your kind of like single mindedness about like focus about what's happening around you. Instead, what's happening in Martha's head is all these narratives about how Mary's so lazy and doesn't do enough. And like, and and therefore she's not really paying attention to what Jesus is saying. And so I think like it is so much about becoming aware and that the con- the control thing is cool because it's like instead of I know that I get so caught up and so frustrated and so worried and scared and anxious when I like n- when I want things to be a certain way and want people to be a certain way and want communities that I'm in to be a certain way. And I genuinely want in my like vocation to like be in places that I am like helping to be a catalyst for change and transformation and mm-hmm. and yet when I'm not paying attention to myself I'm not really doing that in a helpful way mm-hmm. all I'm bringing is frustration and like that kind of controlling energy instead of being like slow down what is the one thing I am just one thing what is one thing I can do in this place you know and so Martha can is that that's the kind of energy I think Jesus is inviting Martha to is like you can't control all these people and it's if you try to do that you're going to lose you're not going to do the thing you want to do which is to like love me in this way you know and so there is a way of like doing whatever you're doing and doing it with the kind of like peaceful intention uh, that actually gets to what you want because the best way I think for me to do the work I want to do is to like reflect on myself be aware of how i'm operating in places and communities and in the world live into the way that i want the community to like be mm-hmm. now and uh and i can, and that is not the thing that i don't want is for people to be controlled mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so if i'm just i cannot like i cannot 
be a catalyst for transformation by controlling people. It just doesn't work. And so Mary, Martha can't be with Jesus in the way she wants to by trying to control Mary. And I think that's the, the thing is like she, Jesus is just inviting her to that kind of self-awareness and reflection to be like, keep doing what you're doing, but become aware of how you're doing it and why you're doing it. And in, in that kind of awareness, you're going to find what you're looking for because you can be doing the dishes and learn something about God. You can be sitting at Jesus' feet and learn something about God. You know what? Also, shout out to Mary for just sitting there right. for, and like doing her thing, you know, yeah. and not like succumbing to whatever mm-hmm. kind of external pressure they may have been to like conform right. to this other way of doing things. Right. So that's a good one. That's a good wondering. It's like I wonder if Mary was aware of Martha's frustration. Right. Because I'm like their sisters or something like I'm sure they could pick up on each other's like nonverbal <laughs> <Right>? cues. <laughs> like Martha huffing and puffing while she's bringing stuff around the room. Just slamming dishes on the yeah. table. And finally he's like, Mary, you know, oh my goodness. actually she doesn't even talk to Mary. She talks to Jesus, which is funny. Which is also like, that's such a family dynamic yeah. too. Of <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to go and tell on you yeah. instead of like talk to you about what you're doing. That's upsetting me. Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting. Like I love always the human aspect of the Bible, mm-hmm. like those interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. and those moments when we get to see like who someone is just on the yeah. inside. And so, you know, yeah. she was like, I can't go and confront my sister that's not helping me and I'm frustrated with. Instead, I'm going to tell Jesus right. on you. <laughs> Which is so cool because then she like appeals to this, you know, authority figure and the authority figure is like, but what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and I really like that for myself to be like, because I want to go into a place and be like, this person's doing this thing and this person's doing this thing and like judging people for what they're doing. And instead it's like, can I turn that kind of like critical and you know like lovingly critical eye on myself and be like how am i operating in this place you know am i being in this place the way i want to be and then when i can grow in compassion for my own needs to control i can be compassionate for other people in their like controlling ways Mm -hmm. you know and invite them into something like i can't invite people to do something that i'm not willing to do myself Mm -hmm. you know Well, and naming the fact that that's an ongoing battle or practice, Mm -hmm. right? That like there are so many times that I have to reality check myself and be like, Charlotte, you cannot control the world. You cannot, you know, it cannot all be your way. And that that we're constantly invited into that self-awareness and realizing that when we can be more authentically ourselves, that we can be in a deeper relationship with God and knowing that it's never that like one day all of a sudden you're perfect at it. And yeah. so then it's like, oh, good. All good now. I'm, I'm there. But it's a <laughs> constant state. It goes on mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a good place to end. Because mm-hmm. I could keep talking about this for another hour. I know. I we think. could do a three-part episode. I think so. I feel like this happens every time Rachel's on the podcast, though. It's only been twice, yo. I know. But last time, I felt like we had this same experience. <gasps> where we could, like, we could just keep talking so forever. So good. So those are our three points for today. Point number one was Charlotte's. It was about patience, Mary's patience, and like how how much it takes the invitation uh, to that kind of patience, and and how hard it is to be to be present. Uh, but that's our call. Uh, and Rachel was about Martha and that like need to control and um, and the ways that in those moments, you know, we're we're invited to to become aware of our emotions to let them teach us something. In uh, a new path forward, you know that's not about controlling people, but about being aware of ourselves. And that was similar to my point number three, 
and that maybe you know this this is not so much a a a shaming of Mary's or of Martha's actions or Jesus saying that one is better than the other, but the invitation to become aware of what kind of presence and intention we're bringing to whatever we're doing and that we can find God in, in all those ways of, of showing love. Uh, and so it's not so much about changing our ways of going about doing it, but changing the ways that we are arriving at those, in those actions, bringing ourselves to those places. So having heard those, that conversation, and those points, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear any of your stories or questions or comments from your week of faith discussion or reflection. We'd love to hear what your point would have been if you'd been on the podcast today. Uh, we'd also love to hear any of your places that you saw or felt God's movement in your life or in your ministry context. You can contact us through all those ways uh, listed in the podcast description for this episode. Thank you, Rachel, for being on the pod. Thank again. you, guys. So good to have you. We guys. love having you. Mm-hmm. You guys are fantastic and I love listening to you guys on a weekly basis. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for putting up with us. (laughs) Um, And we will be back next week uh, to talk about the gospel leading up to uh, July 24th. That's proper 12. Until then, say goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. everybody.